Welcome to the Here's the Deal podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Hannah. And today we are going to be talking about use your head, not your heart, or do you? Part Part two. two. (laughs) So today in the studio we have Carol Moe. Hello. And we also have Melanie. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So we have our guest speakers again with us. Very excited for today's conversations. Yes. So last time for Use Your Head, Not Your Heart, or Do You, we kind of briefly went over a bunch of subtopics about relationships in the church and misconceptions. And so today we're going to dive deeper into three, um, which we'll get to when we start talking about our topic here. Um, But first, we're going to, rather than a week recap, we're going to switch it up this week and we're going to share some fun facts about ourselves so you can get to know us a little bit better. You can get to know Carol and Melanie a little bit better Mm -hmm. because we want to grow in community with our listeners. So, Hannah, what's something interesting about yourself? Um, So, an interesting fact about me, I was awful at spelling growing up, horrible at spelling. Um, my stepdad, when he would be reading my papers, he would read them out loud to me and I would be like, well, what is that? And he's like, I don't know. You wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, for the longest time, like growing up, I had horrible spelling, horrible grammar, um, which is funny because a lot of what I do now is editing a lot of stuff and reading and proofreading, um, which I've gotten a lot better. And it was because of this. So my favorite board board game through high school um, and this is all thanks to my stepdad was Scrabble Um, and I hated spelling absolutely hated it but he made it really fun for me Um, and so every day in high school he sent me a vocabulary word that I had to look up and I made a Google Doc and I have lists upon lists of vocabulary words Mm. Um, and so I actually got really 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 good at spelling because of Scrabble, and I was not allowed to use my phone to look up words mm-hmm. if I didn't know if it was a word. I had the big book dictionary next to me, and I liked it because it was like it was a challenge, but it was also f- like it was fun. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it was like I still got to do it a part of school, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. And my mom to this day will not play Scrabble with us no matter what. She hates it. She's like, why would I enjoy doing it? Like, that's schoolwork for me. And I'm like, let's do Scrabble. And so um, that's just a really random fun fact about me. So, No, that's fun. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Mom? And well, just so you all know, if you didn't know, Carol is my mom. So yes. you will hear her referred to as Carol or mom. <laughs> I go by multiple things. So, um, which actually makes it a little different fun fact. I was going to start with one, and that just shifts it right there because <laughs> – Dave and I went into a grocery store, and of course, this was a grocery store where they knew me really well. So I walk in, the guy at the register yells over as I walk in the door, hey, Mo, how you doing? I said, hi. So then you go to the um, produce guy, and he calls me Carol, and so, you know, we say hi to him. We go over to my fishmonger, and he's, hi, Beverly, how you doing? And we're having this nice chat. And then my husband looks at me as we walked away and he goes, who are you? And I said, well, by the time I knew he was calling me Beverly, I felt like it was too late. So I've been Beverly for him 
for two years now. So he's called me Beverly. I've gone by that. I don't think I look like a Beverly. So then I come over here to Water Springs, and I realize after a period of time when it's been a little too late that one member is calling me Joy, and I think maybe that's because we had that as our theme last year is Joy. It's the only thing I can think of. And then there was another one that I couldn't figure it out. I would talk to this person every week. And then um, I called when this person was feeling bad just to wish them well and let them know that the ladies group was praying for them. And they were very taken back and kind of afraid that I had their number. And I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized the next when when that person came back to church, it's because they thought my name was Jackie. And I called as Carol. So I have multiple names. Well, and she used to go by Lucy. So if she makes a reservation, it's under Lucy. So you have to figure out which name it's under. Right. If you get there first. Is is that your middle name? Lucille is my middle name. So so. then is that how Lucille is your middle name? Yes. And it was also my great grandma's middle name. That's. Yes. Yeah. So in Phoenix, I went by Lucy a lot. Uh And then um, somehow it transferred over the years. And then I went back into Carol. So it depends on who you talk to and what my name is. And as long as you're nice to me then I really don't care what you call me. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, Melanie, what's your fun fact? My fun fact is when I was probably maybe 12, my dad and I built a travel trailer together. Oh, cool. It's just like a a four by four, like utility, like just we put all of our camping stuff in it and then we we painted it and we I did everything with him and most of the time when we were building it I was wearing a red swimsuit <laughs> I, just those little things and so um yeah I've I've built a, a trailer with my dad we painted it um the first time we painted it was black with red trim mm-hmm. and then we got a blue car so then we painted it black with blue trim oh, that's cool. and then when my parents moved from Southern California to Washington they're like, Melanie, what do we do with the trailer that you and dad built? And I'm like, uh, get rid of it. So they dismantled it. They gave it to somebody, but they gave me the license plate. So I still Aww. have the license plate of the trailer that I built with my dad. So that's super cool. I can remember gluing, you know, putting the glue on the wood and drilling the holes and putting, I just, I remember doing it all with him. So that that's was so fun. a great, great, goofy fun fact about yeah. me. <laughs> Well, I'll use, I'll kind of go off of that one, I suppose, because I didn't know what my fun fact was. Um, so a lot of people, so I got my BA in theater at ISU, and a lot of people don't necessarily realize all the different things you learn as a theater student. It's not just going up on stage and acting. You know, there's a lot that even goes into just that. Right. But one of our required classes was, um, oh, I don't remember what it was necessarily titled, but it's pretty much um, scenic construction. Um, so you take your scenic shop class and you learn how to use all the different power tools and you help build the sets for the shows and like you have to build a platform as your big, um, like final independent project. And then you can like take the more advanced classes too. But that was what, yeah, one of the required classes for a theater student to take. Wow, that's cool. So that is that was really, really interesting. I never knew that. One of my first classes and Makes we had sense. like papered tests on making sure we knew the proper names of all the tools plus all the slang that's used in the shop um so we know like if we end up working in a scenic shop at some point then if someone calls the tool by its like slang name or whatever we know what tool to get and everything so that's actually really really cool i did not know that that is awesome very good so so abby what are you gonna build us (laughs) (laughs) 
Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I could use a duck house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I also know how to draft. I can draft you a duck house. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, you can parcel out the labor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into our topic three little subtopics that we've chosen for today so we've kind of brushed on these last time we were with carol and melanie um but today we are one of our let's see which one we're going to start with hannah um i think one that we left off that we wanted to go more into was talking about boundaries Mm -hmm. um and so I think we are going to go into that first. Okay. Um, but there was actually one topic that we have that we actually didn't bring up last week that we actually really wanted to make sure that we hit today. Mm-hmm. So um, I think yeah. boundaries will be a really good one to lead into that. Yeah. So setting boundaries physically and emotionally. Um, I think this can apply to friendships and romantic relationships all the way through the <coughs> steps that you go in those relationships um and i think it's very important to to have your to know what your boundaries are before you enter into a relationship and to keep yourself accountable and to keep those boundaries and make sure that whoever you're with respects those boundaries because respect is a huge thing Mm -hmm. in in relationships um both physically and emotionally so do you guys have have thoughts on that well in the dating aspect Mm -hmm you need to set your boundaries before you go on that mm-hmm. first date mm-hmm. and or before you're in dating if you don't have a guy that you're dating or a gal that you're dating set your boundaries because if you are if you wait and you end up you know getting in a situation that's not the time when those boundaries are going to come up mm-hmm. it's going to be oh forget that so you know but if you decide beforehand before you're ever dating on okay this is where you know, this is what I will do physically. This is what I will not do. This is, you know, just set your own mental boundaries. Then you can also put yourself in places to where they can be successfully kept. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling in one area, you know, I knew a young couple that um, really were afraid to go. They, they really wanted to protect their physical relationship. And so they didn't want to go down that row. So they were in their their 20s. And with just, you know, the passion that was in the relationship, they chose, we will never be alone in a house by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was a choice they made. And so, um, but that helped them protect those boundaries. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're putting those boundaries in, if you really think them through beforehand, then then odds are high that those boundaries are going to stick and you're Mm -hmm. going to be successful at that. Well, and I would take that one step before is know you know who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are a new creation in the Lord. He set you apart for holiness. Um, it it eliminates a lot of the what ifs mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you know who you are in Christ, I am a daughter of the Lord. I am I am a son of the King. Um, you want to protect that aspect mm-hmm. of who you are, mm-hmm. and. And then put those boundaries or those those um, those um, blocks, you know, in your life so that you don't go far. And I love mm-hmm. that Carol said something about you know not being alone. That was one of Paul and I's. We will we we could not be alone because that would lead to other things, and um, and how far you know like I I decided. When I knew who I was in Christ, I decided I was not going to kiss a man until I knew for sure that he was the one I was going to marry. And um, that's not for everyone, and that's okay. But that was for me. But I knew who I was in Christ, and I knew that if I had allowed that first kiss with anyone, that was that was my what if. Mm-hmm. 
that was that was the boundary I had to set because I knew I would want more. And so, um, but because I knew who I was in Christ, I could set that boundary. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and so. taking your, your point on, you know, not knowing if they're your husband or mm-hmm. whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, you want to save yourself for yeah. your, for your spouse yeah. when you are married. And, you know, that's also physically and emotionally, mm-hmm. you don't want to emotionally invest or depend on someone too much and then realize that's not my husband yeah. or that's mm-hmm. not my wife. Right. But you're already connected in that aspect mm-hmm. and you've already given yourself away in that aspect. Yeah. Right. Because you can give your heart away mm-hmm. in both areas, both mm-hmm. physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so there's it, it, you know, what we've seen over the years is there's, there's kind of two sections. You see the ones that, hey, we're going to live together because we need to try this out. So they're trying out marriage and they're pretending to be married, but you there's can't not pretend. The no, right. you can't pretend to be married mm-hmm. unless right. you're married, and mm-hmm. then you're married. And <laughs> yeah. so now that's it. No backing out there. <laughs> you're done. And then there's the other ones on, oh, well, let's figure out this um, biblically on on what we need to do. And, and I could see some of this in some of the people that were looking at submission and dating mm-hmm. and some of these other avenues on, well, let's see how she responds or he responds in this situations on how they're going to be as a wife or a husband. And you look at that, and that still is getting that emotional attachment mm-hmm. between those two people. They're playing marriage. They may not be having the physical component with it, but their mind has already given that away. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and so it's and dangerous mentally, there. you know, you don't want to necessarily put your relationship ahead of where it actually is because mm-hmm. that can well, I'm stuck with this person now. You don't want to be, you don't want to go into marriage thinking that you're stuck with this person. You want to go into marriage thinking, wow, I get to live life with this person. Mm -hmm. That's my choice. Right. But you don't want to get it mixed up on, well, I'm going to view this person as my future spouse until we break up. You know, that's not necessarily a healthy way. (laughs) That's not a healthy healthy way to look at that. (laughs) Well, what do you think about communicating your boundaries with a person, whether that be physical boundaries or emotional boundaries? You know, like, I'm not going, especially like, for example, of like, you're not going to lead me in a Bible study or I'm not going to lead you in a Bible study. You know, laying out those boundaries verbally to make sure that you're actually on the same page with the person that you're going to be in a relationship with because you don't want to think that this is the person just because they came in at this time and you know I have my relationship with God so obviously this is the person I'm meant to be with you know you don't want to just assume that you're on the same page with that person because what happens when you get to know that person and you start connecting with them and now you're emotionally attached to them but you haven't even talked about with that person if you have any physical boundaries and they start pushing what you have you know because then I think that in a way especially for um, young adults I think it's easier for them to slip up and not be necessarily strict or like uh, firm in their boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so do you think it is healthy without without putting the pressure mm-hmm. of that this is this is a relationship, you know, but like, do you think it's healthy to verbalize physical boundaries of just to make sure we're on the same page here? Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're still going with that person in the same direction, right? Is that healthy, in your opinion? It could be in some ways, but it could also not be. Mm -hmm. Because I look at that on, okay, I'm going maybe on a a first date or a second date. 
and somebody lays a whole book of guidelines in front of me. I'm going to say later, babe. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But there's many times in in these to where it naturally comes up. So if you have one to where, um, like with Melanie, and I've known quite a few people like that on I want to save my kiss for who I might marry, Mm -hmm. who I'm going to marry. And, you know, all of a sudden that comes up. That's a good one that they know right away so they're not embarrassed and awkward. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, other ones may come up like the Bible study one. Obviously, if somebody starts dating you and say, hey, I need to lead you in a Bible study, great time for that to come up. Right. Then that way it's more natural and you're coming up because the other way, if you go through with the whole list, you might be assuming that he likes you as much as you like him, mm-hmm. which and also, could be really well, awkward. And that, that puts the pressure of yes. uh, the pressure of the, say, first date, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It, I think it should naturally come up, mm-hmm. and it should be important that if that naturally comes up that you verbalize what it right. is instead of just mentally thinking that oh, you yeah. guys are already on the same page. Well, and if you, if you do pre-lay out all of these different boundaries – you know, that's also assuming that that person's character is going to violate those boundaries or potentially try to violate those boundaries, which mm-hmm. not ever, you know, especially with the Bible reading one, that, that person might have never had any intention to try to disciple you in a relationship, <laughs> right. but now you potentially have said, oh, well, they think that I'm going to try to do this mm-hmm. when I'm not, you know, if it naturally comes up though, then absolutely. Like I think verbalizing boundaries I think, are a yes. great thing. And it's, you know, to have your boundaries laid out already in your own head and know your expectations for yourself too. Well, and I think it's important for listeners to know that when it comes up, to stand firm in mm-hmm. your boundaries, right. to be able to verbalize them mm-hmm. so that you don't then break down those boundaries when those are there for a reason because it's important and you want to mm-hmm. make sure you are guarding your heart, right? And so just as like a, I don't know, like motivation <laughs> for somebody who might be struggling with it is that like be sure to verbalize wh- when it naturally comes up mm-hmm. to stand firm in who you are to right. be able to verbalize what your boundary is. Well, and if your relationship is solid as a friendship mm-hmm. before it begins into a romantic spot, you, you know, the, the word says that when you walk with a friend, you have to be in in unity mm-hmm. or in communion. And so when, when like those conversations come up, it should it should be able to, you should be able to express your thoughts mm-hmm. right. and it should, you can kind of feel like, oh, you can see the walls come up and you're like, oh, that's a, that's a touchy top topic for that person. And you can then, oh Lord, how do I, how do I bring this up to the person that I'm interested in? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and also I think there's that respect. I think Abby said something about, you know, having that respect for the mutual respect for each other. If you don't have mutual respect in your your boundaries and in your expectations, which you should expect, you should mm-hmm. express your expectation <laughs> because an expectations unmet are extremely disappointing. Mm-hmm. And um and and so but that respect really makes a difference in how you can communicate those things you can have as many boundaries as you want but if someone doesn't respect your boundaries they're worthless mm-hmm. and that's not someone that you want to live life with you right. want someone that will say okay well if that's not for you or if you don't want to go down this road at this point or whatever yeah. that's okay i'll still date you not a oh that's really yeah, yeah I, I need that yeah. to continue our relationship when when you don't 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think sometimes it's a surprise because people think, oh, well, if I'm dating somebody just within the church, I'm fairly safe. But Hannah, right. you're right on, you know, you can't assume that somebody is going the same direction. Yeah, correct. A dear friend of mine, unfortunately, um, the ones in the young adults group, she dated three or four that as soon as they found out that it wasn't going to go physical, hmm. they were done. And she had the attitude, then I don't want you. Yeah. And so it wasn't a, I'm hurt, I'm crushed. It's like a, okay, you're gone. I'm glad mm-hmm. I found out early. Mm-hmm. And so then there's other ones that... Um, I remember it's kind of an odd thing, but I went to a uh, guy asked me for a prom one year at school and I had gone on one date with him. He was all hands. I asked him to leave instantly. He was gone because, I mean, we were just going bowling. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do is go bowling. And um, then when he asked me to go to prom, I mentioned to him, I said, you may not kiss me. You may not hug my hand my or you may not hold my hand. And I went in because I knew after we, I had gone on that one date, I also learned of his reputation on what he wants. Mm. And you know, it was the most bizarre thing. He took me to prom. We had the best time ever. We became friends afterwards because we had just known each other from that one date. It was awesome. So we never did date, you know, but it was it was just funny to me that, you know, when he asked, I told him, okay, this is where you were. I'm. It's a no, no, no. And he's like, well, yeah, I still want to go to prom. Okay. And then right. it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also yeah. expressing, because if you don't, you know, like Hannah was saying, being firm in your boundaries mm-hmm. and expressing those. Right. Because if you, if you don't, then you, you might feel like you're being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Or the other person might just not know, not saying that it's right to violate boundaries. Mm-hmm. But that other person might say, oh, yeah, I'll respect that boundary 100%. Or they'll take it as a challenge. Yeah. I had a boyfriend in high school that took it as a challenge. Oh, Melanie won't kiss me. I'm going to go sleep around with every other girl and let her know about it. And it was like, okay, how does that make me? And <laughs> you're like, I'm you like, just proved my point. I'm Thank like, you. yeah, that's why I'm not kissing you. But he tried like there was no tomorrow. And it was like, I'm like, that, yeah, see you later, buddy. Mm-hmm. But, but like... You have to be prepared for that, too. There's all sorts of responses that you could potentially get. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was bizarre, but Uh And I think the most important is, whether you're a guy or a gal, that you need to be okay with knowing, I'm setting these boundaries. I know who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. I know what I want for my future relationship. Mm -hmm. You may or may not be it. I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. But um, to know that if that person decides to flake off or is not interested or whatever, it's not you, and you've held your ground, and mm-hmm. you've held your boundaries, which you can be very happy with. You well, can and be the Lord content. has someone there for you that will That's respect perfect. your boundaries. But I think we need to mm-hmm. pause, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that have made poor choices right. in mm-hmm. relationships. And I want to extend grace that God can restore what the locusts have stolen. Mm-hmm. That if you've made poor choices, and you're just hearing about all these great choices now— mm-hmm. Don't be down on yourself. You didn't know. But now that you know, you can ask the Lord to restore. I mean, there are choices that people have made that they didn't know were going to go down that road and people took advantage of you. And so um, I just want to pause and just give yeah. grace to those who have had poor choices in Absolutely. their life. And, you know, if, and, and setting those boundaries now for the next day. Mm-hmm. There's hope and grace in that. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and so. yeah, it's it's so true. Just what you said on, you know, if you've made 
choices in the past that you don't want to continue making, it's not too late just because yeah. you didn't set those boundaries then to now set yeah. to now set those boundaries and now choose to move forward Absolutely. in that direction. And Absolutely. you also shouldn't be carrying a lot of if shame or guilt because mm-hmm. it's one of those things that, you know, there is no condemnation. When we are moving forth with the Lord, it's not something that if you've done whatever back mm-hmm. and and you know it's not something you beat yourself up for and say oh you know i'm never going to be good enough because that's not true not because true. that's not true that mm-hmm. you're not good enough it's it's one of those to where if you're setting boundaries then and you're getting into a dating thing i think like abby said perfectly even if you've said yes before you can choose mm-hmm. on what your boundaries are it doesn't yeah. mean that mm-hmm. that's how you how it is forever yeah mm-hmm. and i think it's important to rem- to remember that there are healthy boundaries because yeah. sometimes you'll get somebody who's been in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and then will put up unhealthy boundaries to where they won't even be able to level out with somebody and mm-hmm. have a actual conversation about maybe that's the hurts they're going through and even so if you have those boundaries set up maybe being in a, in a romantic relationship is not is not the right time for you. And if so, like that's why it's important to have our community, mm-hmm. right? So that you can talk to people about stuff and it's not all this pressure of having to open up to this one person. Right. Um, I know multiple people will always say, um, because like even, I'm sure Melanie, you can open up to Paul about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but sometimes you need your girlfriends mm-hmm. to be around it's right. vice or vice versa with guys right. you know there's only so much that like women can listen to when a guy needs to talk about sometime, something something sometimes they just need guys to talk to yeah. right which is why having your community is so important and making sure that you're actually setting healthy boundaries yes. say emotionally yep. and mentally you are setting healthy boundaries so that you can actually mm-hmm. level out with somebody and hold civil conversations with them well and dovetailing with what you said hannah is sometimes i can't talk to paul about certain things mm-hmm. but sometimes i shouldn't talk to other people about what right. i should talk to paul yes and so knowing like i don't talk about certain things with all my girlfriends because that's with paul and i mm-hmm. right and yeah and and that's a married thing not necessarily just a, a relational thing mm-hmm. and like there are certain things that I won't tell Carol but I'll tell Hannah or you know it, it it's it's those boundaries mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. different relationships and so within a friendship there's like I'm not going to go and tell you know um, my friends my intimate details about Paul and I's marriage mm-hmm. right that's none of their business that's yep. that's a boundary I put I put a, around my relationship with Paul mm-hmm. I don't tell the dirty secrets and like I you know, this is also for marriage per se, but I don't spill the dirty laundry about Paul to my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going right. to encourage him. I'm going to say, you know, yeah, he's human. He makes mistakes, but he's a man of God. He loves the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. and and those are boundaries we have to put in our lives, too, is what we, t- excuse me, what we talk about with to other people. Well, I think, oh. sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. And going on. In the dating relationship aspect, mm-hmm. too, I think a lot of people um, can sometimes, if they have an issue with someone that they're dating, if it's just even minor conflict, they don't always necessarily talk it out with that person, which, you know, it's if you have an issue with someone, even interested in a friendship, mm-hmm. go to them with, yeah. hey, this is bothering me, rather than I'm going to go to my other friends over here that are in the same age group, same life stage, and be like, hey... This person was doing this and it's just really bothering me, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And then they go, okay, this is what you need to do. You know, 
go to that person you're having issue with first. If you need mentoring, Mm -hmm. maybe go to someone older and wiser that's had more experience rather than a peer that's in the same life stage. Because if they try to get in your relationship and they try to continue, you know, being involved in your relationship, that's a relationship with two people. And then there's this third party that's trying to influence that's maybe not the right influence for that situation. Well, and kind of like what Melanie was saying, how she brought it up that it's between her marriage with her and Paul. Mm-hmm. I think you can also go into relationships mm-hmm. with your siblings, mm-hmm. yep. with your parents, mm-hmm. to our listeners who aren't in relationships or aren't married. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to know that, like, if you're struggling with something with a family member, you're not going to go spread that yep. rumor on Facebook, mm-hmm. on Instagram, on right. your stories. You're not going to go or tell... Or with your little group that you chat with. No, it's not going to be the coffee, coffee group chat. You know, no, like, no. it's that is something that you you can talk to somebody about whether that's a mentor Mm -hmm. where you're just needing to get some biblical advice Mm -hmm. or how like whether it's you need to talk to them about it so they can understand a bit of the situation so you can pray about it Mm -hmm. but you should not be taking that because although yes what you said about how that's between you and Paul because you guys are married that can be the same thing between you and your parents with a situation that's Mm -hmm. going on Mm -hmm. or you and your siblings like the whole world doesn't need to know and you can respect that Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's putting emotional boundaries between yes. you and the different relationships that you have. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. And that those are healthy. Yes. You know, and I think also if you have a conflict and you go to the person that you're in conflict with and you don't confront them, I can't believe you did da da da. It's right. hey, I didn't understand why you did this. Could mm-hmm. you explain it? Mm-hmm. There's a whole and that's 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 knowing your boundaries because mm-hmm. you're guarding your heart in a conversation. And so there you have it. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes um, we might hear things from people, and it could be a, a dear friend that you're hearing something about the person. Let's say if you're going on a, a, you're looking at dating somebody or a relationship or whatever, you're starting to hear all this, and you're buying into it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's not true, right? Because gossip and legalism is rampant, yep. mm-hmm. and so or you don't know what the motive is, and you know it's it's one of those things that um, I think it's just a good practice knowing that. If you've got something and you've got an issue with somebody, don't talk to somebody who knows them that their relationship might change because of what you have said, because what you have experienced. And that's where Abby was just right on, on on finding somebody that is a mentor, somebody maybe it's outside of the group, somebody that, you know, you Mm -hmm. can talk to about something. If you're looking for advice on how to handle something and you're talking to that person directly that you've had this issue with, whether it be a friend, a date or whatever on, you know, and it doesn't hurt to say, just be honest on, hey, you know, I've heard this and this. I don't see it. Is you know? Can we talk about this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if there's if it's something that you're thinking, okay, this is a block between us. Mm-hmm, then right. ask the person. The person is the first person you should go to. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's important because sometimes that can lead to gossip. And you know, mm-hmm. like just like what you're saying, Melanie, like with you and Paul, you don't want to be gossiping to your girlfriends about what's right. going on between you and your right. like your husband in marriage. You know, um, in Proverbs. 18 proverbs 18 21 i'll move my bible so i can still read and be there for the mic but that's uh death and life are the power of mm-hmm. the tongue mm-hmm. and those who love it will eat its fruit and i think it's just important to remember that the words that we say mm-hmm. do speak life into people mm-hmm. or they speak death into people yeah. and especially that's the words that you 
speak to people mm-hmm. and speak of people yeah. because you also don't want to be that person that is being flattery with your words. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you don't want to be the person that's spreading gossip, right? And that in of itself is a boundary that you should have mm-hmm. yeah. within friendships, yep. right? Mm-hmm. To make sure that you're not gossiping about another person who yeah. has wronged you or hurt you and then not gossiping about other people or family members. Mm-hmm. Well, and you want to handle conflict still with love, even if someone has wronged yes. you. Yeah. And even if that relationship between you two no longer exists, you don't want to damage their their reputation you don't want to just right spread all this you know ill word about them all over you still want to love them you don't want someone to be introduced to this is my friend hannah Mm -hmm. and they already know all the the juice about Mm -hmm. you when they've never met you they already have a preconceived notion Mm -hmm. of who you are and that's that's not that's not what God's called us to be. Yeah. No. And one of the things that happens in the church sometimes, because I saw it years and years ago, is there was a group of people that they would use, will you pray for this situation as their form of gossip? Right. Because it wasn't with, yes, we can, we've got prayer partners, we've got different people that we say, hey, will you pray about this? But instead of having that safe person that, you know, is praying they're hitting everybody they know hey will you pray about this let me give you all the details yeah. sometimes and then they've got all know, the salacious details yeah. and then they go to somebody else and it's really a way sometimes in the church of spreading gossip yep. because you're spreading the gossip you'd really love to tell them but it's a hey will you pray Prayer, with me mm-hmm. well and sometimes you don't need to know the situation no. sometimes you can go up to someone and say you know what I really need some prayer right now mm-hmm. for my family and I. Um, we're really struggling right now. So can you just, can you pray with mm-hmm. me really quick? And, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a 30-minute prayer. It can be just a 10-second prayer. Yep, Not absolutely. that you're just saying a prayer to be done with it, but that you're just making sure that mm-hmm. you're actually taking it to the Lord and not and taking it to other the people. The Lord knows those details. Yes. We don't need to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Now you're going to broach right. the good the good question? The good question. All right, we'll go to the good question next. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the things that we wanted to talk about is the negative connotations of sex because the church doesn't really talk about this very much. And if the church does talk about sex, it can often be in a negative, negative um, light. Negative light that just mm-hmm. makes it seem all dark and scary and sinful and evil and evil which um the bible you know says that sex is good within within the confines of marriage right Right. and it is it is designed for for good for married couples um Mm -hmm. but it's often just seen as as not good at all so we kind of wanted to broach that and bring light to you know that it is a good thing within marriage it is and it's something that i really wish that churches, Christian schools, youth groups, young adults, whatever, that they would talk about more because you hear so much in the church on, if you talk about sex, they'll go do it. It's taboo. Let me tell you, they're thinking (laughs) it. They're doing it anyway. They're already thinking it. You're thinking it at a pretty pretty young age. And so when you look at it, and then I kind of uh, laugh, there was a, a pastor I heard, and I love the way he put it don't have the exact quote but it was something on okay remember and you're looking at your your schools your churches your christian families and it's not just those but mm-hmm. i mean that's where i see it a lot on okay sex is dirty sex is nasty mm-hmm. sex is bad so go enjoy it with your partner right oh wow okay so it's bad dirty and nasty that well, did, that and, and then you see and because it's talked about like that you do sometimes see these young brides and young grooms that are scared to death yeah 
of their wedding night because it's not talked about as a good thing and it should Mm -hmm. be something to look forward to Mm -hmm. it is and if you look at song of solomon Mm -hmm. and um you know you look at it and god wrote a whole book on delight Mm -hmm. and pleasures of the body Mm -hmm. and intimacy and he wrote this whole book that it should be good and those ones that are being told okay sex is only to procreate okay well you know yeah you do have babies with it but it's one of those things that if you read the bible that that's not the i mean god gave it's us not a the sole purpose. it is not the sole purpose whatsoever mm-hmm. and when you look at these other ones on these girls and guys that have been told their whole life that sex is bad then you get the ones that go into marriage and it's like I don't know if I can express myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can, should I be able to show pleasure? Well, should I not? There's shame involved in it. Yes, and, and yeah. which is not right. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're talking about it, there's there's a lot of um, places that you hear on, oh, well, we get into marriage counseling. That's when we talk about sex. Okay, that's too late. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. But your junior hires, your high schoolers, your young adults, your mini groups need to have that open forum to where if they're not hearing it from the church, if they're mm-hmm. not hearing about instead of just bad 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 marriage good Mm -hmm. you know if they're not hearing the biblical they're not hearing Mm -hmm. that it is something that's beautiful i mean you you read song of solomon and and god pretty explicit pretty pretty has given us a gift on on Mm -hmm. sex and what he wants and and often and it's not just procreating because he Mm -hmm. says often in the bible Mm -hmm. you know and it's not a it's not a chore um so but when you're looking at that that's something that they should be learning so if there is somebody with a question they can go to somewhere safe and they can look at okay they're learning about um stds because that's part of it it's part of you know waiting they need Mm -hmm. to have information because if they're not getting it from the church they're not getting it from the youth group they're not getting it from their folks then they're they're talking amongst themselves Mm -hmm. and there's some pretty odd things that's going on about what their thoughts are well and they're getting it from the world which does Mm -hmm. have a uh you know that's not the godly way to go about things and if you if the church is teaching it and we're we're you know learning it in the light of how god has created sex to be then you you gain the respect for it Mm -hmm. you know you should you should go about life with respect towards that that it is a way to you know show admiration towards your your spouse and i think specifically like in the church there's the two extremes there's the households that don't talk about sex and it's viewed as you don't talk about that you don't even say the word sex because like Uh oh no then it's you say it it's in their mind right just kind of like what you were saying or there's the other aspect of where there's the households that talk about it all the time and almost don't respect the Uh fact of what sex is sex is beautiful and it's meant for the marriage bed Uh now when it's taken out of its context that's when there's the two extremes Uh right where it can be viewed all as sin right Uh of for the household where they don't talk about it at all and then the household where they talk about it and they almost don't respect it like it's just the it's just for this and it's just for that and it doesn't matter here it's just and it a flippant thing yes yeah. well god's word says seven times that um it's first of all it's not good to be alone mm-hmm. and that when you become man and woman you become one flesh and as one flesh it's the it's part of the physical relationship mm-hmm. um and so sex is a, an incredible tool that God has given a married couple to connect and to be together. And um, but like like 
I grew up not talking about it at all. And it was a, don't say that word, you know, we're all Mm going to turn 10 shades of red and giggle. But I saw my parents were affectionate and Mm -hmm. intimate with each other. I knew it happened. We just Mm -hmm. didn't talk about it Mm -hmm. because they were all lovey-dovey and they, you know, kissed and hugged and loved each other. And it was good. And so, um, (laughs) but um, it's just the enemy talking to us. It's all good. (laughs) And if you're unsure what happens because they started giggling at a certain point, there's all of a sudden noise in the other room. Yes. Yes. So that's kind of where it's coming from. Well, I think it's important to remember because, as you were saying, that um, they become one flesh, Mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's also important for especially Christian parents, to be talking about sex with their kids because sometimes there is a lot of abuse that happens Mm -hmm. in homes because sex is not talked about. Kids don't know what sex is. Sometimes there is abuse that goes on, and kids don't even know that what is happening to them is abuse. And that is one of the hard topics that we wanted to bring up is because it doesn't get talked about. It gets brushed to the side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It kind of, it's it's usually hidden, and it's actually, there's a lot of um, exposing darkness with um, sexual abuse in churches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is the perversion of the image of one flesh. Yes. And that's what people don't see is that, you know, sex is powerful. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it was meant to be a powerful connection, and mm-hmm. it is just as powerful when it gets broken and mm-hmm. when it's taken outside yeah. of marriage. Well, and bringing that back to boundaries, too, I think there's people that can be in romantic relationships that, you know, they might not be having sex with this person, but they might be breaching boundaries that they're like, oh, well, we're not actually doing yeah. it. It's not that bad, but you're still gaining that physical connection, connection. with another person mm-hmm. and just being aware of, yeah, of, of the subject and the boundaries that you set so you can, you know, save that till marriage and mm-hmm. help protect yourself in those situations. Well, and I was talking to a, um, a counselor and they were saying that out of the young married couples, that they are counseling. I mean, this is less than two years of marriage, Mm -hmm. sometimes in the first six months to year of marriage. And um, she was saying that she's finding several different things with troubled marriages that are so early in in the marriage stage on one on when they were just told their whole life that sex is bad and then they can't get the intimacy. They're afraid to delight in each other. They're afraid mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, just show their their pleasure mm-hmm. and to give each other pleasure. And she said that is a really big factor in some of the young marriages these days that are dissolving. And she said the other ones are, okay, it's really flippant on, yeah, um, we met online or we met in youth group or we met wherever and we dated a couple times, we had sex, so we decided we're partners. Mm-hmm. Okay, they never built a friendship. They mm-hmm. don't know each other as friends. And when we talk about the friendship, you know, Melanie and Paul were friends. Dave and I dated and built a friendship. So you don't have to have somebody that you've known for three years and then move that into a dating relationship. Right. You can build that, but they're not teaching. And part of teaching about this subject is teaching that friendship is a must when you think about developing your relationship. Mm-hmm. And then she said the um, the other one, which I could see because I've heard this before, is um, there was, I don't remember if it was church or school, that they were talking so much to the girls on, if you save your virginity, you're the prize. Okay, later these girls are getting married 
and they're thinking, I'm the prize. Mm -hmm. I have to do nothing. You take care of me. Right. And there has been some pretty significant problems in yeah, that. I so, can see that. you know, you look at it and one of the one of the things that I would love to see is as they are talking about opening up conversations in churches and Christian schools and things like that on on sex is okay, what are you looking for? You're looking first to build a friendship because your friendship has to be built and it will develop. The longer you're together, the longer we're married, it gets to be a deeper friendship. And then you've got that partnership, and then you also have that love aspect to where all are looked at as a healthy part of your life versus bad, negative, nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, because people need to know when they're going into their marriage that, okay, this isn't a place I need to feel awkward. I can be myself. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they need to not think, I think you said a th- shame or, mm-hmm. ooh, okay, should I like this? Yes, you should. God told you, you <laughs> will like it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it is good. Yeah. But I also, at our, um, my oldest daughter, her, the, the, the administration at her Christian school they decided when the girls were, I think, seventh, eighth grade, they would do a uh, book on on purity. Mm -hmm. Okay, they did a year study on purity with the girls. What about the boys? Exactly. I asked Mm -hmm. the superintendent that 19 times. And, um, oh, yeah, we just haven't found the curriculum. Oh, we haven't got it. Well, I know the classes because I worked at the school, Mm -hmm. and the joke became with the boys, hey, if anything happens, it's your fault. We're off the hook. And because they didn't do it both directions. Right. Well, and, and that does happen quite frequently. Yes. Um, yeah. That it's the girl's responsibility. Oh, it's, to you know, uh, you know, to yeah. set boundaries. And, you know, they have to keep the guy in check when, you know, you set your boundaries. You say no, but you're both responsible to keep yourselves in well, check. That brings me that to brings submit submission. yourself to right. one another mm-hmm. as unto the Lord. In and when equal you, agreement. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a huge part mm-hmm. of, of having that friendship mentality Mm -hmm. and that partnership and the intimacy is you know when you put the other person ahead of yourself you get pleasure too Mm -hmm. it's not it's not that you're just oh it's all for you it's all for you but when you're both putting the other your partner your your spouse your friend ahead of yourself and I don't mean just in the sexual relationship Mm -hmm. there's mutual enjoyment in your friendship in your moments together and but especially within the marriage bed mm-hmm. is when you put right. the other person first. And if you are teaching and you are reviewing things when you are you have junior hires, high school on up, you know, it might be a good thing to point out to the, the men in the area, the boys, whatever age they are, that, okay, you're going to be leading a household. Mm-hmm. So it's also his job in the dating responsibility. It's not, it shouldn't just be a, this is my girlfriend, but I might be the leader in our household i need to protect her mm-hmm. yeah he so needs to have some breaks there as needs well. to be <laughs> yeah. not just and, her and i think it, it yeah. could be verbalized a lot more on okay men you have a responsibility if you are looking at this woman as a potential i i you know we we're dating we're seeing where this goes but i'm looking at this as i need to protect her because if something let's say something doesn't happen right and you don't end up pursuing and going and getting married, you're still protecting her for somebody else or you're protecting for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And for your it spouse, is yeah. a male responsibility as well, but I don't think it's really verbalized as, as a Christ leader, 
this is part of what you're leading to. Well, and we talked about, you know, even as with boundaries, we did like, I think a lot of people can interpret those as just female setting those boundaries, but guys need to set those boundaries Mm -hmm. too on, you know, saying no, if someone tries to pursue that boundary, but also, okay, you know, we need to not be alone because that could potentially break the boundaries I have set for myself for either side. And so, okay, we'll, we'll set this boundary and the guy can make that decision too. Okay, well, we're, you know, I'm going to make myself a curfew so we're not out late together right, at night. Right. That boundary has been set. Um, and it can go to both sides because I think a lot of people do talk about boundaries for females, but they're just as applicable to guys too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think it's interesting that, um, Hannah, you brought up the abuse that happens. And I think that might be partly why the church does not talk about sex mm-hmm. because of of past abuses and maybe a personal experience. Mm-hmm. And so they feel shame. Yes. And so they, they project that into their conversations and stuff. And right. um, and that's it's hurtful to the church. It's hurtful. You, you need to get help and, and allow the Lord to heal you so that you can see it from his perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I looked up Song of Solomon and in three places it talks about um, you know, do not awaken or stir up love until it so pleases. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're using it in a perverted sense, you've stirred and wakened it up way too early. And so that's partly where the negative connotation has come from. Right. And um, within scripture, um, you go to, you know, Proverbs, you know, even even uh, in one of our daily readings was, you know, the prostitute is not a good situation. Mm-hmm. It rips your soul apart. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, um, and partly with here at Water Springs, we talk about love over fear. Mm-hmm. And with love, it's it's the conversation of what you're for. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? What's the positive? What do, what are you what are you um, what are you gonna back? You know, right. you're, where are you gonna put your money? Mm-hmm. Um, versus the fear of um, what are you against? And so within the church, we need to put, what are you for? Mm -hmm. You know, I am for marriage. I am for marriage and I am for sexual intimacy within marriage. Mm -hmm. I am against premarital sex because it hurts you. It hurts your marriage relationship. It hurts the body Mm -hmm. because, you know, whatever hurts, you know, a person in God's, in God's kingdom hurts the whole body. Right. And so I think that 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 conversation needs to happen. What am I for? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm for Song of Solomon. I'll tell you, sex within marriage is a beautiful, wonderful, satisfying, enriching experience. Outside of marriage, there's shame, there's pain, there's hurt, there's loss. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we need to expose the the differences. You know, it's like a balance scale, you know, Within marriage, that that scale is going to hit the floor. Mm-hmm. Outside of marriage, or in a perverted sense uh, with abuse, you you hurt, mm-hmm. and um, th- I think that's where the negative connotation really lies. Right. Is there's so much um, conversation on the negative, on the against, mm-hmm. versus the the what am I for? Right, and right. versus the if you wait. This is like a yeah. great thing that will that, that you will get. There's hurdles you have mm-hmm. to overcome when you have been experienced it before marriage. There's mm-hmm. hurdles that you have to overcome if you've experienced abuse. And when you haven't had those negative things, it's an incredible experience. But 
I think I think the church doesn't differentiate. They just say they just put that blanket statement: sex is bad, mm-hmm. dirty, and gross. Right. Because a lot of people just go for the against. And I think that you also have to look at those who have been sexually abused, mm-hmm. right? Because that actually is. It's taking what God has meant for good mm-hmm. to evil, right? Because it's it's the perversion of the one yeah. image, right? Mm-hmm. right? Of, of the one flesh. And you have to look at those people because even those, those survivors of abuse, mm-hmm. they will feel shame. Yeah. They will feel guilt yeah. because something was caused to them, yes. mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, and in that moment, it's like, well then, what what am I good for if if this has already been taken from me, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You have to look at it with the perspective of that one. God can mend what is broken. Mm-hmm. He really truly can. Yes. Um, but you also have to have the I not the idea, but knowing that the enemy comes to kill and destroy and take for what God has meant for good mm-hmm. for evil, yeah. and. If you if you know that deep down to your core, that can also help restore what has yeah. been broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And the conversations that should be going on within the church, and I add the Christian school because my kids went to a Christian school, I went to a Christian high school, and in the home, and in yeah. the home, then you're looking at not only what is good, what is healthy, instead of the no, 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 mm-hmm. you're looking at the reasons on whether you're choosing to have premarital sex and you really don't realize how much emotionally you are now Mm -hmm. tied to that person or the baggage Mm -hmm. you also have the exposures of for those that have chosen to go down that route and need to know there's you're okay yeah you can move Mm -hmm. forward those that are um, like you had said on experiencing maybe things in the home that are abuse but also it helps bring into light what healthy relationships looks like not waiting until you're in marriage counseling but you will need to learn what healthy relationships are like because there's so many unhealthy dating relationships Mm -hmm. that are abusive or that are just plain unhealthy that people don't know what they're looking for Mm -hmm. and if we don't teach them in the church or in the Christian schools or in the Christian homes, they will talk to others about it. Mm-hmm. And I looked at, um, there was, and, and they need the right people because right. I know um, when I had students in, in school, when they would ask me questions, I would say, you can ask me anything. I will tell you honestly, you may not like my answer. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna preface it with that. Right. Well, and, and often there was, not peers. Yeah, right. but then there was a health teacher that we had at one point, actually three in a row, one that was not going to broach the subject of sex because he was a coach and they stuck him in the health department and then another one that didn't want to say the word because he was 12 at heart and he would call it a pillow fight and i thought okay how many junior hires are going home wondering if they're going to get pregnant by a pillow fight no idea but it was just like (laughs) more than should (laughs) yeah it's like oh my word so you know it's just you've got to have the people that will be real be honest if somebody has a question it's not in judgment Mm -hmm. if somebody is in a relationship that's not healthy there still should be no judgment at that Mm -hmm. point you are talking to them about christ Mm -hmm. and about you know what what is the things that might right and honestly people need to start calling it what it is Mm -hmm. not making up 
code funny words yeah. or funny names for it because that also is a way for abuse to 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 creep by because what if a child is being told that something is being done to them that is sexual abuse but it's told oh no it's just a hug you know or oh no I'm just you know it's it's loving it's nice you know you want to be nice to this person you know because then in a way that kid will not know that what was done to them was sexual abuse right and taken what was meant for good to be bad because then that also takes a mental toll on that child as they're growing up Mm -hmm. yeah Mm because they have to relearn even just the anatomical words correct things yeah and i think as we go um just looking biblically on when you're looking at first corinthians 7 philippians you're looking at the some of the um, proverbs proverbs 5 song of solomon you can see that even in First Corinthians 7, when people say, and I'm kind of shifting this a little bit back mm-hmm. to the, you know, sex is for procreation, because I've heard that it seems like more often than not the last couple of years, which I thought was odd coming back up, but it says in there often. So it, it, it's one of those things that, yes, it is, but, you know, God designed it. God wrote books about it, mm-hmm. and it should be taught in the way that it is beautiful. It's great. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. fun. And um, I think we've already gone over the fact that, you know, with the negativeness, that needs to be out the door instead of saying it's wrong. Well, why is it wrong? Mm -hmm. And then that way people can have a guidance knowing that, Mm -hmm. okay, biblically, Mm -hmm. uh, God was pretty much pro-sex. Yeah. So, you know, it's his his design. It is. It is. Right. Okay. I think we're... We're running out of time there, but that was a good conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we do. You will probably get a part three, potentially a part four. Uh, <laughs> use your head, not your heart, because there's several more subtopics right. that we have not had a chance to go in depth on yet that, you know, I think are going to be great to, to be able to go in depth. For sure. Um, so keep your eye out for that potentially coming up. Um, but we're going to end with some fun facts. Hannah, do you have a fun fact? Well, we started with fun facts, so then well, we're going to end with a quick tip. Oh, we're ending with quick tips. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> they change each week. Do you have Keep you on your toes. Do you have a quick tip, Hannah? I do have a quick tip, and especially because this will be airing a week before fall starts. Um, we are starting to get back into the season of that there will be colds, there will be flus, sore throats, all of that fun stuff. Um, And so (laughs) something that I learned, and I used to not like it until I started implementing it, was if you have local raw honey, Mm -hmm. um, if you add it to tea, it actually really, really helps with sore throats. Mm -hmm. And that's because it has natural healing properties Mm -hmm. inside of it. And when you get it from local bees, it's like especially when it comes to like allergies and stuff, um, the local bees will be taking like pollen from what's around you. And so local honey usually actually works better for your immune system than just honey you just get at the regular store. I will attest to that. Yeah, yes. me too. I I'm did that fan. when we moved to Idaho and I started like just taking a teaspoon of honey a day. Yes. And my allergies have like diminished like mm-hmm. by a huge percentage. Well, yeah. and especially like, you know, or if you are getting a sore throat or even if you're, you know, a singer or you talk a lot, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you have a show coming up, whatever. A podcast. All the honey. <laughs> have all the honey and all yeah. the tea. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, it's a little late in the year for this one because it's a little more summery. But if watermelon is still good and in season near you, <laughs> um, 
put salt on it because it makes it so sweet and so yummy and it's delicious and so many people think this is odd but you just have to try it and yeah. then you'll believe me but it's so mm. good quick tap no, you are true salt mm-hmm. will bring out the sweetness yep. in the watermelon yep. and if you're making frosting put a little bit of salt in your frosting uh-huh. because oh, it makes yeah. the sweetness it levels it out so and it makes it better that's why that i like salted butter yeah <laughs> salted butter's the best oh yeah I did not know that. That's really good. Those are some great little quick tips. Perfect. Thank you so much for listening to Here's the Deal. And thank you, Carol and Melanie, for being our guests again. We so appreciate you. Um, If you have any thoughts or comments on this episode, DM us or comment in the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear your thoughts or if you have any input or if you have any subtopics for relationships you'd like us to talk about. We would love to go in depth into what y'all want to hear so let us know and follow us on instagram at here's the deal pod and we will see you next week